0: Today in automotive history for September the 9th. In 1901, the American Car Association sponsored its first hill climb, a contest at Nelson Hill near Peekskill, New York. The first long-distance motor racing in the United States began in New York City, ending five days and 464 miles later in Buffalo, New York. In these early days of motor racing, the determining factor was not speed or endurance, but reliability. David Bishop's winning Panhard only averaged a speed of 15 miles per hour, but managed the entire journey without breaking down, which was a remarkable feat. In 1906, a Buick Model F arrived in San Francisco, completing the first trans-United States trip by a touring car. In 1910, Charles W. Nash was named president of the Buick Motor Company. In 1916, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway hosted a day of short racing events termed the Harvest Classic, composed of three races held at 20, 50, and 100-mile distances. The crowd was disappointing, but those who didn't attend missed a great show as Johnny Atkins won all three events. In 1954, the first Ford Thunderbird, a personal luxury car, came off the Dearborn assembly lines in Michigan. Customers' demand for a two-seat coupe convertible Thunderbird resulted in its public introduction nearly a full month ahead of schedule. Orders totaled more than 3,500 within the first 10-day selling period, while planned volume for the entire model year was only 10,000 units. In 1954, the Ford Motor Company produced its 40 millionth vehicle, which was a 1954 Mercury convertible. That's a nice little car. In 1955, Zora Arcos Duntoff drove a Corvette to the summit of Pikes Peak, Colorado in a record-breaking time of 17 minutes and 24 seconds. In 1960, Mickey Thompson, driving the Challenger 1 at the Bonneville Salt Flats, recorded a one-way run of 406.6 miles per hour, becoming the first driver to break the 400-mile-per-hour barrier, although the run was not recognized as a land speed record. Oh, that's sad. In 1966, in response to the national uproar over automobile safety, prompted by Ralph Nader's book, Unsafe at Any Speed, the National Traffic and Motor Vehicle Safety Act was signed into law Nader's book targeted the American automobile industry's neglect of safety issues using General Motors' dangerous Corvair model as a focus for his criticism. Congress responded to the nation's concern by passing a new bill, which established federal safety standards with strict penalties for violation. It's actually my understanding that the last, I think it's the last two years of the Corvair were very good cars, that had fixed uh, many of the issues that he was complaining about. In 1982, Henry Ford II retired from all involvement with the Ford Motor Company. When Henry Ford II, grandson and namesake of Henry Ford, succeeded his father as president of the Ford Motor Company in 1945, the firm, still recovering from the unexpected death of its president, Edsel Ford, was crumbling, losing, losing money at the rate of several million dollars a month. Fortunately for the company, Henry Ford II proved to be Outstanding at industrial management. In 1993, for some years, Audi AG had been working together with the Aluminum Company of America on the development of a lightweight aluminum production car, or if you're from England, aluminium. The result was presented at the 1993 Frankfurt Motor Show, the aluminum study known as the Audi Space Frame. The body used new design principles, extruded alum- aluminum sections connected together by die cast nodes formed a frame structure into which aluminum panels were integrated where they had a load-bearing function. And I actually believe the very first aluminum car was the Panos, uh, the Panos AIV Roadster, which I think stood for Aluminum Tense Intensified Vehicle? Aluminum, I don't know. DM me if you know what the I stands for. In 1997, the fifth-generation Cadillac Seville celebrated its world premiere at the IAA Frankfurt Motor Show. It was the first time in its 95-year history that Cadillac organized a new model debut outside of the U.S. This is cool. In 2005, driving a red Maserati V8 Grand Sport, Hein Wagner notched up 269 kilometers, 167 miles per hour, along an airstrip in northwest South Africa to become the world's fastest blind driver. That is pretty cool. And in 2007, Volkswagen unveiled the up at the Frankfurt Motor Show. A lot of Frankfurt Motor Shows in this episode. The front-wheel drive city car with a transverse one-liter three-cylinder petrol engine made it to a five-shoot manual gearbox with just 11 feet, seven inches long. And that is it for today in automotive history. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.